Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Welcome to Afroverdict. I'm your host, Victor Anakin, and I present you with the latest opinions of the African youth experts and prominent figures on developments on the continent and around the globe. Today, we are joined by Motusi Kamanga, a law graduate from the University of Johannesburg, a social justice activist. And together, we tackle the issue of repatriating items and artifacts that are significant to African culture and history. Motusi, welcome to Afro Verdict. Can you just give our audience a quick introduction to yourself? All right. Thank you very much, Victor, for having me on your call. Um, my name is Mutusi Kamanga. I am a legal graduate in South Africa, and I'm an activist for all social justice rights. Great, thanks. And what is your relation to the petition for the return of the Cullinan Diamond back to South Africa? Look, as a as a South African, as someone who who who's born post what they call apartheid back in South Africa, I've I've obviously witnessed quite a lot of things that uh, happened prior to, 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 you know, to democracy. And in these discussions that I've gotten into with our colleagues and our, our, our friends and generally the population of South Africa, and uh, you know, I became aware that um, there's a diamond in South Africa which was taken by the then colonial government. And that diamond was taken under very questionable, um, questionable circumstances. Um, so during um, 2022, um, when the Queen had just been announced to have died, we w- there was a person who in South Africa who was based in Cape Town who, who, ha- who had the opportunity to go to the Cape Town Museum where there's actually a replica of the Cullinan Diamond. And in realizing that this was a replica, you know, he then uh, rallied uh, a few other people and there was a call for that for the real diamond to be returned. And I, as an activist of all social rights, participated in in, in that petition, and hence I'm here today. Tell us, what is your take on activities such as the petition for the return of the Cullinan Diamond back to South Africa? What do you think about these? I think this activity is of paramount importance because it's an initiative, of course. Um, You know, we can raise awareness and create public discussion about the repatriation of cultural items, because if historically this is something, as I just mentioned earlier, this is something that we have a replica of in our own museum in South Africa, and it's part of our culture, it's part of our heritage, it's part of our history, it's part of who we are, the good and the bad. So I believe that uh, in us having these discussions, um, you know, fellow Africans can can at least advocate that these original artifacts be returned to their homelands. And whether or not this will be effective will obviously depend on various factors. Um, but uh, we as activists, our duty is to speak out and uh, let our voices be heard. And in your opinion, how effective have such initiatives been in returning items of African origin back to the homeland? Uh, look, frankly, on, on, on a systemic level, it hasn't been effective at all. Um, and if you look at, at, at our politics and, and, and how the media has, has uh, you know, supported activists or similar initiatives in the past, um, I don't think it is effective at all. Um, but of course, there are also other avenues except initiatives such as this. 
um, you know, which would be legal and political aspects. We are also calling on on individuals or leaders that are in those spaces to use their voice in those spaces. Um, and and we have also seen the United Nations as 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 an organization come out and have resolutions around repatriation, even though they have not specifically, uh, you know, spoken about repatriation of South Africa in relation to apartheid and colonialism. But you know, the, there is talk about these things, but we we do not see any action. Hence, our voices, uh, you know, are, are our final our final attempt. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. And explain to our audience, what is the significance of the Cullinan diamond to South Africa? Um, look, the significance to South Africa, perhaps there's a different way of viewing it. The significance of the diamond to the people of South Africa is, is, is something that we are really interested in, or I myself am interested in. Um, it is a sign of our pride, you know, it, it is a sign of our heritage, it is a sign of our culture, it is a sign of our trauma, it is a sign of our exploitation, it is also a sign of our struggle. But in the midst of all of those negatives, it is also a sign of our triumphs, of how far we have come. It is something that we need to celebrate as a people of South Africa to say, we, we have been through hell, we have been through one, two, and three of the worst scenarios possible for humankind. And yet, we still have, you know, we still have hope in, in, in the future. So it is also a sign of our future because our future is, is, is directly linked to our present, which is a result of our past. Quite deep. In... 1907, the Cullinan Diamond was presented to King Edward VII, the reigning monarch of the UK back then. In your view, to what extent could that actually be called a gift, so to say? Because that is quite a popular opinion nowadays. Yes, it is a very popular opinion, but it is also a very dangerous opinion. Uh, you know, if, if there's no context uh, that follows that particular opinion. It would be right to say something that is given legally, you know, it's, ownership has passed, uh, rightfully so. However, in the instance of the history of South Africa and the history of um, the colonial government of the then South Africa, if we go back to that date, South Africa was still, you know, four, four provinces. And the diamond was, was found particularly in the Transvaal, which is, which is what we call Pretoria today. In that particular area, if you take into account what transpired before the then colonial government uh, became in power, is that it was a region which was ruled by our own monarchy here in South Africa. So are, are we then saying um, a foreign monarchy such as the British monarchy has more authority on our lands than the monarchy of our ancestors? Which is why I say it's you know it's it's an unattainable situation. Uh, it's a catch to uh, as they say a phrase twenty two situation where we cannot conclude that the people who gifted this diamond had the innate authority to actually own this diamond. He who doesn't own cannot give. Perhaps you've heard of some, but tell me how popular are such initiatives. Uh, of repatriation amongst your fellow South Africans and then 
amongst people of other African countries? It's not as popular as it should be. Um, you know, this this is something that we've observed. It's not as you say. We've we've garnered about eight thousand signatures. We have about sixty million people in South Africa, and we, you know, we if you compare. If you compare the stats of you know eight thousand compared to sixteen million South Africans, clearly you know there's there's, there's a huge difference between um, you know the effectiveness or how people view um, the effectiveness of these initiatives. So I believe society, as it stands, they don't think this is effective. Um, we we don't have much of these initiatives that are popping up in South Africa. In fact, if you go on Twitter now. Um, since the news have broken out, you'll find that we have a lot of South Africans which who predominantly black, by the way, uh, or African, as you would say. Um, they are the ones who are saying, but wait, there's no reason for something to be returned because of corruption and all of these other minuscule reasons that they give us. Uh, so as it stands, we do not enjoy support as we would love it to be. We hope that the African child realize that even beyond the artifacts themselves, as a sign of respect between nations, as a sign of sovereignty, it would make sense that anyone who has taken anything that was not uh, taken legally so or with the consent of the people of that particular uh, geographical region should return such artifacts. Uh, we've seen it being done in other areas around the world. Uh, I won't comment much about it, um, but we'd, we would love the world to treat us uh, you know, equally so by returning what has been stolen from us. All right. And then, look, just dwelling on this topic a little bit more, what other items of African origin are demanded to be repatriated nowadays? Look, in South Africa, it, 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 it's, it, it is that. It, 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 it is the diamond. Um, um, I'm, I've heard that there's also other artifacts that were taken from from um, the then British colony, which is now called Nigeria. Um, look, I, I, I do not necessarily have a list of all of these different artifacts. There's quite a lot. The list is exhaustive. Uh, it's quite exhaustive. Um, the United Nations has also spoken to say that uh, it's almost impossible to track exactly what uh, you know, has been taken. Um, but I can also say if we, we, we reverse engineer the whole process and we think of it differently, I can say the English or anyone else who's in possession of artifacts which they know does not belong to them uh, can give us a better account of how much exactly has been taken from South Africa. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair observation. Then... Look, in attempts to restore historical justice, African countries have been speaking out and certain progress has been made in terms of reparations and the repatriation of artifacts of African history. Do you think that this is enough to make up for the tragic history of colonialism and the slave trade? No, I doubt it will ever be enough. Um, I think we need to understand that when we we, we, we call for, for certain artifacts to be returned. That in itself is not the goal. That is part of the process towards the real goal. And the real goal of Africa is to have everything that was illegally taken be returned. Um, 
and 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 to be able to own everything that is a result of our land so as we speak right now um you know the effects of colonialism the effects of imperialism are not necessarily divorced from our current situation or our political landscape in South Africa. Everything that we're speaking of is a result of the same colonialism. So for me to say the return of this particular artifact or the return of all of these artifacts that we can have a list of is enough to repatriate uh, the consequences of you know the exploitation that occurred on our African continent through colonialism and imperialism would be unattainable. It would be tantamount to reducing a situation which is beyond even my own conception as a human being, uh, and 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 reduce it to 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 to, to, to you know to to a form of a trade or a, a value, an evaluation. I cannot evaluate the effects directly, but what I can say is, if South Africa can receive all that was taken illegally back, and if all those who continue through neo-colonial interests or systems to pillage our natural resources, if those people can be removed from the picture, only then can we talk of a free Africa. If Africa is still controlled through trade or any other economic means, then I cannot say any form of, you know, intermediate repatriation is equals to a, f- a fully effective repatriation. Speaking of neocolonialism, where are these signs still evident today? You know, it's unfortunate that I'm going to have to comment on an international issue, but uh, as it currently stands, um, I'm unable to watch, you know, the Russian, the Russian news network in South Africa um, through what we, we we call as a dish installation back back here at home or cable TV as the the Americans would call it, I'm unable to access your news. I'm unable to access your news because according to the whole political construct that we currently exist in, anything that opposes capitalism is in fact wrong. Hence, I cannot access the Russian news because according to the West, what the Russians are doing. Is, is 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 as they say now you know they're calling the russian president a, a a war criminal you cannot call someone a war criminal when there's two sides to a story and 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 this notion that we are supposed to accept that one party is totally right and the other party is totally wrong and therefore there is no other way to think except to agree with a party that says the other party is totally wrong I cannot subscribe to that. It's a neo-colonial thinking in a free environment where I am not forced either to be a capitalist or communist or a socialist. I should be able to take a decision to say, oh, well, if this person is saying this and this person is saying this, I need to listen to both sides and I need to take my own decision. But if I'm being censored into what I can I can access as information about this particular event, then I cannot say that we are not in a neo-colonial system. For those of you that have just tuned in, I'm your host, Victor Anakin, and you're listening to Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. 
I'm here with Motusi Kamanga, a South African social activist and law graduate from the University of Johannesburg. We are talking about repatriating historical artifacts back to their original countries and Motusi here pointed out that returning them in itself is not the goal but rather that it's a part of a greater objective of owning everything that, quote, is a result of the African land. Motusi, back to the question of the colonial era. To what extent is it even possible to ever compensate for the terrible events that took place during colonial times? It is almost impossible it is almost impossible, and I say this, Victor, I say this with a heavy heart, um, because as, as, as we've just discussed, our, our, our economic system as it stands is still largely owned by foreign powers. So logically, if I come into your country now and I, I pay a particular amount to access and to access natural resources whom at that point in time, none of us can can attest to the value of, of, of those resources. You know, logically so, even if you take 50 years to develop your country, if I still own the primary means of your wealth, I cannot fully say you yourself are free. So if 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 we say we want to fully repatriate we are saying return all that has been taken and once you've returned it return what you still own that allows you to be economically powerful over us if you give us that power back the economic power back then perhaps we can say we 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 feel like we have been repatriated there is nothing else we can ask from anyone that has wronged us in the past and social justice has been attained. And what are the chances, in your opinion, that that scenario will take place? Well, the chances before 2019, they were quite slim. The chances now, they are not so slim. Um, we, 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 we are more than happy in, in what's happening on the global scale, where countries are now calling for a multipolar world. Um, we are very hopeful that this call, um, which which you, I'm sure you've seen, that uh, the 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 predominantly oil countries are also trying to join BRICS. Um, so perhaps now is a better time to to have these discussions because I believe um, with with what's happening with the world trying to go towards a multipolar system, we have a better chance of attaining it. Um, but of course, if things remain as they are and the Western agenda continues, we unfortunately don't think anything will ever happen. You mentioned a multipolar world. How do you think a multipolar global architecture can change the situation we presently have in terms of neocolonialism? I think it, 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 it can level the playing field. I think it can definitely level the playing field because if you if you if you really consider it, um, the notion that one particular country or or concentrate concentration of power, uh, you know, sh- should be able to give out rules, regulations, and write laws that are able to govern everyone else, the rest of the world, and this group is a minority. You know, 
obviously that that cannot be a, you know it's unattainable to 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 logically reconcile myself to, to, to that notion. I can only say this. Um, a multipolar world is going to allow even the smaller countries or the smaller powers in the world to have an equal voice with everyone else. Um, it's going to allow them to trade with whoever they want to trade with. It's going to allow us to be able to con- tightly control how sanctions are applied on an economic level. Because if sanctions are applied from a particular political point of view, which is, you know, which is based on one, one, one perspective, then I cannot say that is fair. But if it's a multi-perspective, a multi-ideological world where we don't judge each other based on our differences, but we judge each other based on respect, mutual respect, mutual sovereignty and, and, and equality, then I think in, in that setting, we will have a better chance of have seeing an equal world, seeing a better world, and seeing a more free uh, and democratic world. Now, America and the European countries, also known as the collective West, have been attempting to rewrite history by whitewashing historical events to in a kind of way, disregard the true brutality that occurred during the European colonial expansion. What is your take on this practice and what danger specifically is there in, so to say, sugarcoating the historical injustice of that period? You know, it's of course a well-known fact that this has, has occurred, even though scholars have, through their multiple platforms, argued against this conclusion, um, but as far as 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 my views are concerned, um, what I can say is, yes, they have successfully so, in fact, brainwashed um, our African our African brothers and everyone else, which has been a subject of colonialism uh, throughout the world, uh, include including Haiti, um, Cuba. Um, including the story about the world war and, 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 and how Germany was defeated itself. So I think the danger in, in, in allowing a group of people to determine which aspects of history um, uh, you know, needs to be known by another group of people who were unfortunately victims of the same group of people who are now guarding this this information and and disseminating it from a particular agenda is a very very dangerous uh, you know way of of accepting the world and and, and looking at the world in general. Um, so I believe that um, we we need to come to a point uh, where history is 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 a reflection of events. And history is not a, a reflection of, of politics. Um, so it shouldn't be about what a particular group of people, in this case the West, believes should be known by the rest of the world. Um, because unfortunately, it does affect that group of people like we are seeing here in South Africa. So I think it's important for us to be able to know who we are, where we are, where we are going. We need to know exactly what we stand for, what those before us stood for, and why we need to understand uh, 
who our real enemies are because as you can see now the reason that it's it's so easy for this for this to occur is because the african person will come and tell you hey but the west is the one that is funding us you know they will tell you all of these neo-colonial strategies that are being used on them and they'll use the same reasons you know to to to, to rubbish calls that are calling for genuine social justice so having our people realize that they are still mental slaves and that they need to emancipate themselves from that is as important as say we need the Kalinian diamond back on african soil and tell me what else do you think can be done besides raising awareness that you've mentioned and having you know specific days attributed that observe the victims of colonialism i think more needs to be done um um of course the 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 days that they they celebrate and all of these are, are neo colonial ideas i think the real solution the real solution would be to reject capitalism in africa on african soil by all forms um it would be to advocate for a multipolar world this would unfortunately result in us um putting so much support on brics establishing our own monetary uh um, a monetary fund um soft fund of course um you know subverting the current financial system in a way that we we create a, a parallel financial system by 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 creating either our own currencies as you might have heard from what uh, the 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 now deceased uh, uh you know the, the the then president of Libya uh, who, who 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 was of course Uh, a very controversial individual but he specifically what's important here he advocated for an african currency which is backed by natural resources so i think there are solutions that are available to us um we need to reject anything that has obviously been 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 installed by the west we need to start installing our own ideas around how to build an economic system that takes into account uh, the, the the strongest uh, or, or, or as 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 they would say um that would take in, in, into account um, um the virtues that we already possess in south africa and those virtues are we have a lot of natural resources it is logical for us to create a monetary system which takes advantage of that um and 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 we 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 also understand that if we rely on on foreign on foreign thought around how to tackle an economy or uh, you know logically so it's unattainable because for, for for us to say it's correct for a capitalist system to rule us in africa you know is is tantamount to say it's okay for us to take another religion from a foreign country and subscribe to it while we reject our own systems so we need to to build our own monetary systems our own banks 
um, our own human rights organizations. We need to have our own systems before we go on an international stage. We should not look to the international stage to guide us as if they are our parents. We should look to the international stage to become our partners, to engage with us so that we can assist each other in, 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 in progressing as a human as, as, as humanity in general. Cool. Motusi, thank you very much, man, for joining us. It was a wonderful interview with you. Uh, I was really interested to get your point of view on so many different topics and to hear all of that out. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Victor. That was Motusi Kamanga who shared his view on the importance of repatriating items that are part of African culture and history. For example, the Kalinan diamond carries so much meaning. Like Motusi explained, it's a sign of pride, South African heritage, culture, and at the same time, trauma and exploitation by Western colonizers. And it serves as a sign of how far South Africa has come since then. For your convenience, you can find the Afro Verdict podcast on other platforms such as Carsbox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Afripods. And don't forget to check out the Sputnik Africa Telegram channel for the latest updates. Link in the description below. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. Feel free to contact me and let me know what you think. Any suggestions are also welcome. Until next time. Afro Verdict. Brought to you by Sputnik Africa. 